The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Navigating the journey called life doesn't get any easier as we move through it, but we can learn from what we have within us to make it more enjoyable in the long run. Welcome to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Your host is Alexandra Janelli. In our program, we set out to provide you with the undiscovered wisdom within you to handle even life's bumpy spots. Now, here is the host, founder and practitioner of Theta Spring, Alexandra Janelli. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Sherpa Show with your host, Alexandra Janelli. I'm so excited to have you guys back listening. Uh, last week was such a pleasure to have Dr. Nadia Friedman on, where we, just to recap a bit for you guys, we're discussing emotions and what emotions are and how you can really begin to embrace them in your life to show up a bit differently. Because as we talk about in each of our shows, emotions play such an integral part of really getting to know yourself and understanding these different parts of you that come into play. And as you begin to work with these different tools that we provide each week, I do hope that you're beginning to have this new awareness come to you because truly on the Mental Sherpa Show, our real journey is about getting to know ourselves because life doesn't get easier. We all will go through stress at certain points in our life. But the more that you begin to get to know yourself, the more that you're able to have trust and confidence in yourself that you can really handle anything that happens to you and really seen it as an opportunity versus seen as what it's trying to hurt or intentionally ruin you forever. And so I'm really excited to begin to work with our guest today, Brianna Rodriguez, who has been working very specifically on a particular emotion. And what we're going to be discussing today is actually doubt. And it's such a common feeling. And I I hear it all the time coming up with my clients where they really begin to doubt themselves. And when I met Brianna, it was such an amazing thing that she's doing. And I'm going to let her tell you all a little bit about it. But I started to think more and more as we formulated this show about doubt and becoming aware of when it shows up in my life. And the first thing that I actually went and did was to really understand what is doubt, because my definition, it might be very different from someone else's because of how we formulated the idea of doubt through our life. So I actually went to the dictionary and looked it up. And doubt uh, is stated as to be uncertain about, consider questionable or unlikely, and to hesitate to believe. Then, in addition to that, there was a second definition saying that doubt is a feeling of uncertainty about the truth, reality, or nature of something. And I thought it was really interesting that they used the word truth. And so we're going to jump back into that idea, but I wanted to at least open with, really, what is doubt? And it was quite clear that doubt really begins to bring up this idea of uncertainty, 
this sort of expectation, this future, this worry. And what's interesting as a hypnotherapist is the way that the mind does function on a subconscious level is it works off the pain and pleasure principle, as we've spoken about before. And so anything unknown, anything uncertain, anything in your future, it, it is unknown. And so we begin to doubt that naturally. Um, and so as we begin to really question things and dig into our belief systems and really look at what our mind is telling us, we can really begin to understand doubt a little differently and how to embrace it. So without further ado, I'd love to in- introduce my guest, Brianna Rodriguez, who is a digital storyteller. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Tell me, you know, when I got your profile, I thought it was so interesting that you described yourself as a digital storyteller. I was hoping you could tell the audience a little bit about what is a digital storyteller? <laughs> I, uh, I don't even know if I know myself other than that I love telling uh, stories. Um, I always have. Um, I have. I founded Zemply.com about two and a half years ago just so I can tell stories that inspired people and help them to sort of like shift through the murky parts of their lives. Like this is something I've just always cared about. Um, and I'm a designer by trade. And so I film and I take, you know, I photograph things and um, I can, you know, build websites and social media campaigns. And so um, and I've been drawing on a computer since I was seven and also building my own computers with my dad since I was a seven year old. So I'm just a digital nerdy storytelling girl at heart. And I think that's just kind of the arena in which I find my voice the strongest and I'm happiest. That's wonderful. And it's, I love the idea when you sent this to me that it is about stories and, you know, each of us, as we move through our day and as we move through our life, we are in a story. We're in the story of our life. And it's a lot of people begin to look through each chapter that we've gone through and begin to question it going, oh my God, why did I do that? And we tend to go back to certain chapters of our lives and trauma moments and hold on to them and worry about them. But I always tell people, you know, it is your story. It's not done yet. Um, And so it's how do we begin to take what we've learned through the past chapters to really formulate what we're going to be writing about in the next one. So totally true. um, Tell us a little bit about your story that brought you into uh, what you do as a creative. Um, You know, it's interesting because as I was saying before, I I really do write very specific content on Zenfly that I can attribute this passion to sort of encourage people um, it totally stems from my need to be encouraged. Like, okay, that's a great it, thing to recognize. It totally does. And I think, you know, I mean, at my day job, I'm a designer and I've made, a, um, I've worked for many really big, successful brands and made them lots of beautiful things. And within that uh, scope, you're always getting feedback immediately. Like, this is great. This is not, this is you know, bad. This is good. And I've, you know, and I'm, even since I was like a kid, you know, and I'm coloring things and taping stuff up like for my parents being like, is this good? Is this great? Is this wonderful? Is this, you know, I've, I have that behavior that I really recognize that need in me that, um, that, oh yeah, I, I like understanding, um, when I'm doing something right. And then because of that though, I have definitely, my story definitely involves the other side of the coin when I didn't get that feedback yeah. and how that would make me feel. And, um, 
you know, there are definitely patches within my lifetime where, you know, that kind of creates dark moments for you, you know, when you have those sort of behaviors and then all of a sudden you get into relationships where that feedback isn't there or, you know, work situations where the feedback isn't there and suddenly you begin to, you know, sort of compound that into thoughts of like, oh, am I good enough? Like, do I belong here? Like, is this right for me? And that nonsense really uh, sort of came to head for me somewhere in my late 20s where I was like, ah, this doesn't make sense. What else makes sense? What else is right? And through like reading tons of books and meeting wonderful uh, spiritual teachers, I sort of found all these tools and these ways to sort of realize like a feedback sort of style of living is is good for no one. <laughs> well, it's such, I love that you pointed out, because I think on the flip side of doubt, there's encouragement in a lot of ways for you that you really honed in on your driving force that right. brought you to where you are today, that it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It had a lot of positive benefits, but you're starting to see the disadvantage even in a positive emotion. Right, right totally. And then I think just being the natural creative I am, I'm like, I'm immediately also... You know, I'm like, well, who the hell else can I tell that I did this so that therefore they don't have to do this and that everyone can like live like these great that, you know, they can get to their challenges uh, much quicker and faster and way healthier than I did. And so that's what the being the storyteller is all about. Like, that's what my story is about, basically, just sharing where I went wrong and don't do it like I did. (laughs) Do it better. (laughs) Right, right. And I and I love that idea of sharing and beginning to put the data out there for everyone and that there is a component of what we do as practitioners and as storytellers, which is putting data out there to normalize someone's experience too. Totally. Because I can't tell you how many times someone's come in going, oh, this is my story and, and how they feel like it's so unique to them. And while they right. are certainly unique people, there are so many people that have gone through that similar experience and for sure it's not strange it's not weird and to normalize it that it's it can be sometimes part of the process for sure in our story so I think that that's such a great thing that you're looking to do um tell me a bit about you know you've started this project called minus the doubt right and this sort of I'm wondering how it formulated for you and tell, tell my audience a little bit about what it is that you've done with this project and what we worked on together with it. Yeah. Because you were definitely uh, such a lifesaver when it came to the project. project. Um, Well, yeah, I guess sort of a similar story where, um, you know, I was reflecting on uh, sort of the, the pains and, you know, uh, silly trivial things happening in my life that, you know, and as I was looking for content to share, um, I realized that somewhere in, my, in the past year or two, I had achieved a lot of mini goals out of nowhere. It's as if suddenly, you know, a lot of those negative patterns that I had, like I was talking about earlier, they just really weren't holding me back the way they used to. And um, it was sometime around the spring, I was looking at my 34th birthday and I felt, man, like I'd really like to celebrate kind of overcoming some of those things that I didn't think I would, you know, I would ever get over, you know, some of those insecurities that I had about myself and what I can do and the type of creative I could be. All of a sudden I was kind of living them like through Zenfully and the relationships I was making. So I was like, I'm going to climb a mountain. Basically, I'm going to like, I'm going to go climb a mountain and just go celebrate this. Like, you know, my, my, my mere awesomeness as, you know, as, 
as it felt. And so such a metaphor too. Right. Like I'm just gonna I I summited some fears, I'm gonna summon a damn mountain and then boom, that's happy birthday to me. Which my birthday's on Christmas Day. So it was like oh, a perfect wow. thing at the end of the year to do. Um but then I started to wonder, well, I wonder if anyone else has felt like me. Because that's always like a thing. That right. I'm totally strange. I'm all alone in how I'm feeling. No one else feels this way. It's so common to think that. Totally. But like, I knew that at this point, I'm like, I know that's not true. And so what I tried to do, and as I started asking around like to other friends, like, hey, have you always wanted to like do something and like chase a goal down or something? And, and you just didn't, you didn't accomplish it. You didn't achieve it. Because that's what I was looking at it as. I was like, oh, I achieved a bunch of things. I want to achieve bigger things. I wonder if anyone else feels like that. And I found a bunch of women who felt like that. I found eight other women. um, And they were like, well, you can tell our story of us all kind of going after a dream for once. And um, we'll all try to document removing self-doubt out of our process. Because that's kind of the thing that we all agreed on held us back from pursuing our goals. And it, it's such an uncomfortable emotion, self. There's doubt, right? And be, as the definition had mentioned before, the feeling of uncertainty about the truth of a reality. Right. Right. And so that's doubt of the situation. And then tell me a little bit about that internalized doubt, because it's such a different feeling of doubting yourself. I mean, it's right. one thing to doubt your environment, but do you feel, in terms of what you learned through the process, that? The in, that internal doubt is what causes the doubt around you, or can it be both? You know, it's it's funny. Um, if it can be both. Each of the women, we all sort of were sort of circle. A lot of us circled around the same theme when it came to self doubt. That it was a uh, it was an internal conversation about how far we thought we could go in life. And it was based off of a lot of really crazy hodgepodge experiences that never should have informed what we thought of ourselves. But we had very, very negative thoughts about how far we could go. We just, we didn't think we were good enough. We didn't think we were talented enough. And we just, uh, and that, and looking at yourself through that lens, when you see a dream that by any other definition in your life should be attain like attainable, like a producing a documentary. If someone told me that at my day job, I'd be all over it. Like, of course I can do it. Saying it in my own mind was like, oh shit, I don't, I don't know if I can actually really do this. And it was crazy. Um, and so you, then you hear yourself say that and that becomes like a whole other dialogue of, of other negative thoughts that pop up, like for you judging yourself when you shouldn't judge yourself. And it becomes like very secular of this, right. like a little cyclone that you just have to kind of pop it, out of. You know, as you're talking about it, there's something about saying yes to doing it at work versus doing it independently. It's almost like what I'm sort of sensing or wondering at work. It's almost like you have that network set right. up that sort of safety net of, you know, if I fail, it's okay, you know, there's other people to help me and pick me up that when it comes down to doing that on your own, there is this confidence level of like trusting yourself. And so there are some key components I'm hearing that doubt also, as we talked about last week with Dr. Friedman, there's primary emotions and secondary mm, that right. doubt might even be the secondary to, you know, uh, fear or worry Absolutely. or low self-esteem or whatever it might be. Um, so doubt can come in many facets and shades per se. Right. And when you're in that place, like you, you're not dissecting what 
thought is what and where is where. You're just basically repeating like on a jump botron, I can't do this, you know, and and it takes work. It, and the nice thing about this project is that um, we really did document that work over the series of five months. In fact, we documented it on our social media platforms, which was a little uncomfortable for the girls at first because they're like, people are going to think I'm going crazy. And it's like, no, this is it'll make sense when we all share the story. And like, this is why you tweeted at two o'clock in the morning. I just woke up with an anxiety attack. But I'm trying to calm myself down so right. that I can do what I got to do. Right. It really, um, it's such a common conversation conversation. And I think that's just kind of what I was looking for when I started thinking of the the project. It's like, oh, this is what was missing. The normal, how normal it was to be going through these hodgepodge of emotions that you you can't sift through. So really this documentary in its simple, if I simplified it, is about a group of women on a journey to hike this mountain, which really is the metaphor of like goals and how we tackle things in our lives and the metaphor of like what you go through on your way to achieving something. Exactly. Like and the emotions that come up with it, but your goal, it sounds like was to, as I heard, if I heard correctly was how do I eliminate doubt? Pretty much. It's like the title is, you know, minus the doubt. And as we quickly learn, like you can't shut it up. It doesn't really go anywhere, but you can totally sort of minus its effect on your direction and, steer yourself around it be like, thank you for being here today. Right. And that's absolutely what we're going to begin to get into because it's such an interesting thing to talk about is really beginning to understand the story mm-hmm. behind doubt, right. um, how it comes up, when it comes up and, you know, all the things that it's trying to tell you. And so what we'll talk about when we get back from the break is the story of doubt. And I'm curious a little bit, if you were going to sum up your definition of doubt before we take this break, what, what would that definition be? Um, doubt is just a collection of thoughts that sort of organize themselves into a narrative, into a story of their own. And you can either listen to it, you can kind of tune into it, or you can tune all the way out of it and be like, eh, it's, it's not really what's true, but it's, it's a story within its own. Okay. Place in your mind. What was your definition of doubt before you did this documentary? It was very simple. It was more like, oh my god, it's a thought. It felt like a very real, real thought you had to like listen to that, let it govern and follow its instructions. It's controlling totally. It was like the president of the United States of my brain, and I had to like you know listen to it or else I'd be in trouble. (laughs) Wonderful. So we're going to talk about this a little bit more when we come back from our break. Uh, We look forward to getting back with you, Brianna. And my name is Alexandra with the Mental Sherpa Show, and we'll be right back. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. 
Visit Thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Metal Sherpa Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Alexandra Janelli with The Mental Sherpa Show. What we're talking about today is doubt, uh, self-doubt, doubt in general. And I'm here with my special guest, Brianna Rodriguez, who's Hi. a digital storyteller who has created this wonderful documentary that's coming out very soon called Minus the Doubt. And what we were talking about a moment ago is her journey um, to tell this story about doubt and her journey of self-discovery that really took a pivotal moment where she quite, she really looked at her life and her accomplishments to put it all together into this documentary with a bunch of other amazing women to climb a mountain and where she had this goal in mind and this mission that she was looking to accomplish and all the different emotions that came up along the way for her. And so before the break, I'd asked you about your definition of doubt before and after. And I was wondering if you could tell everybody, because they are very differing definitions. Totally. One being it was so controlling. It was a voice that I had to listen to. It really it was almost punishing and painful. Oh, for sure. And then after it, every this whole mission, this journey was done of climbing up the mountain and it, it was a very different definition where doubt is really just a story that you get a choice in listening to. For sure. And I was hoping you could tell the audience a little bit about your journey and what happened to you on this <laughs> this amazing <laughs> hike. I was I just dealt with <clears throat> doubt pretty much. Yeah. Um, the project was the project's interesting because it's not only just like this video component about a documentary. I actually am only filming three of us. Um, initially I thought of three women going up the mountain with me and I, um, and I, I thought that like that would be enough of a story. But then once I started to look at each of our goals, I realized, oh, well maybe, you know, what if someone's watching this, they can't really identify with telling a story or one woman's building an app or another woman's trying to get to the bottom of the sea, uh, to the deepest part of the Mariana Trench. Like, it's amazing. Just so wild. But what if, you know, what if I have something simpler? Like, what if I just want to start my own business? Or what if I want to lose 50 pounds? Or what if I, you know... Uh, Our goals. Are the, yeah, just simple, simple goals. And so then what I do is I got the other six women. And, um, and so that's where the digital storyteller comes in. But I've cataloged their story on a digital space online. So 
within that scope of working with that many women and trying to encourage them to achieve their goals on top of me achieving this goal was 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 insane. And I mean, I'm almost 30 days away from this thing and I'm still like filled with like doubts are still coming in of like how to work with them, how to be a good leader for them and how to encourage this them. This encouragement. There's that word again, oh right? My God, encouragement. encouragement. Yeah. And it's, but it just, it's never ending. Um, the one thing I would say about pursuing this whole project um, was that you're, and I think this is very key to when it comes to minusing the doubt. If you're not chasing something down, you're not meeting your biggest doubts and you're not practicing how to get over them. So in the beginning of the project, I needed to fund it. And I thought I would, you know, bring everyone to, uh, to Kilimanjaro to film this thing. And I pitched my heart out. I had all these really great conversations. But come around October, like no one really wanted to give me the money. And so I had to call it and pivot my direction and say, okay, well, you know, this story I could actually film maybe in the States and film it in Utah. And so then I began crowdfunding and try to get more projects for that. And that was very difficult for me. I'd never done any of that stuff. When, especially when it comes to money, your brain wants to be like, you're never going to get this. Amazing. And we're going to talk about that on another episode later in the season is uh, what is your relationship with money? Ah, that's so So stay tuned for that. For that. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I lo- and I think it's so – you mentioned something, practicing getting over doubt. You totally have to. That, that You can't just tackle a big doubt all at once. Uh-uh. It's that – it's how do you begin to acclimate to it and adapt with doubt right. in I your think, life. And as all the women have shared – will share their stories, like, it was a really consistent theme, which, you know, I think you said something earlier uh, to, the, to the, the idea of, like, it's easier to do things at work. This project became a lot easier when I had the accountability of other friends and not just friends that were like some randos on Facebook being like, I'm going to climb a mountain. But these were people I was really accountable to and that really helped me find the energy to move up. So, um, but yeah, like I I crowdfunded and I was hopeful for Utah, but then in order for me to make my deadline for March 1st for Women's History Month and to get two months of editing, which had to begin January 1st, I had to hike like that last week of December and there was no negotiating that. So I had to call it again and say, you know what? I've raised enough money to hike upstate. We're just going to go to Lake Placid. And I just really remember, I know I just went through like a list view of the things that, you know, I had to change. But in each one of those moments, there were so many tears. There was so much anxiety. There were so many nights where I just could not sleep because changing a direction in front of people I was accountable to called up every doubt and every fear I had in my mind, like, will they still take me seriously? Will they still want to do this with me? Do they think I'm a failure, etc. And, you know, this is where practicing doubt really helps because here I am almost, I don't know, seven, eight months later, I've spent so much time with those thoughts and moved beyond those thoughts that now I'm just kind of like, bye girl. Like I see them and right. I hear them and I'm not they're not really the same way. They're, they're not as, they're, they don't hold me back the same way that they did long before when I was just dreaming up ideas like children's book ideas or websites and stuff, but not moving through the first few hurdles to understand that doubt's voice is really like the Wizard of Oz with like, you know, the really big globe and it's just this tiny man inside. Right, right. It doesn't have to be as controlling as you think it is. Not at all. Um, But it is important to recognize that it does show up and it does show up for really, for reasons, right? It's reasonable Mm -hmm. to question 
when doubt shows up, right? Because you're beginning to question, as the definition of doubt says, a feeling of uncertainty about the truth, reality, or nature of something, right? right? Are they going to leave because I'm not coming off professional? Now, that's sort of the negative statement, but it's how can I be, it's how do you use that data that Mm -hmm. doubt is bringing to you to create options in your life to begin to move forward? It's how do you listen to it without having to believe it to be true? Right. Like one of the things that the project focuses on and on the website, we kind of break down like the tools in which someone can minus the doubt and, you know, the accountability and stuff is part of it. But one of the things that was the most helpful when achieving our goals is we each began somewhere after experiencing many failures to understand what our goals meant to us. And so along the way, I realized like it wasn't about climbing a mountain for me. It was really the the dream I had was to tell a story to like the fullest of my imagination. And that wasn't just by pen. I was building a website. I was doing a a video like uh, I'd never done these things like this before. And I really wanted to do it. And then when I look back, because I was so connected to what my goal really meant to me in those moments where I realized and my voice was saying, you know, how are those girls going to trust you? Or you might not have enough money. I was so connected to what it meant that I was actually, even though it didn't feel like it in the moment, I was actually heeding that information that my doubt was trying to show me. Like, yes, you don't have enough money. Why don't we consider pivoting? It doesn't say it like right. that, like a very kind person. Would. No, doubt. These sort of more <laughs> negative emotions, they're never quite kind, although they are trying to be protective. Exactly. Uh, the real message, and it's just getting a little convoluted in mm-hmm. the tone that these emotions tend to have, is I'm trying to keep you safe. Right. But I'm going to do it in the most bullying and judgmental of ways possible. And you you threw in the earlier in the first segment, you were talking about when it mixes in with fears and anxieties. And so it's like the whole family is out and they're just like freaking out. They're just bickering, of course. And it's just you, little you and you're like hope and you're like, ah. and it's good to know that these parts of you exist, right? You, right? There's the doubt part. There's the fear part. It is like a family in a room and you are fighting with yourself. Totally. Um, and so how do you begin to really understand the doubt? And what I'm hearing you say that an important component of really overcoming doubt is to sort of acknowledge it, but to go back to not connecting with the doubt itself, but to really connect to what you're trying to accomplish. Right. And the goal and purpose, like what is the purpose of this and the bigger picture of why this is important that... You know, we tend to get stuck, as I talked about in episode two, in the energy levels, when we're stuck in a stress reaction where doubt lives, we tend to get fixated on everything that's wrong. Mm. Yeah. And it's almost like looking at something under a microscope. And what I'm hearing is when you reconnect back out to the purpose and your goal and what it is that you're trying to accomplish on that real passion level, you begin to zoom out to get into the higher energy levels. Totally. And it's from that sort of transformation and shift that you begin to create different options. Right. You like you start looking at the family that's yelling at you in front of your face and being like, okay, I hear you. I'm just going to run to my room really quick. And then you just kind of close the door. Their voices are still vibrating in you. But yeah. when you're seeing your vision board, you're seeing like, you know, your favorite songs playing and you suddenly come back into your mental space and you... But that was really important for every one of those moments. 
And maybe this was something where I had enough experience of not pushing past doubt in the past, where when I hit one of those pitfalls, as we kind of call them in the documentary, I acknowledged my process. And my process is when the family yells at me negative thoughts, I do got to chill in my room for probably a day. And some of that involves just like kind of curled up in my bed and but that's my process. And then I know now that I'll fight out of that. When you own your process instead of judging your process, you know, if you need a break after you kind of have to pivot your project, that's totally normal because that's what you need. Just don't stop there, you know, connect to what it means to you. Absolutely. And, you know, when we're, when I'm working with clients doing more of my life coaching, we, as we call it, not attached to the outcome, NATO. Because when you become so scoped in and focused on the outcome, you almost begin to miss some of the other details. You know, it's kind of like if you're on the main highway all the time and you're so focused on the main road, you might miss all the beautiful scenic views that are going to teach you some amazing stuff. Totally. And, you know, I always like to use the metaphor a little bit. It it, goals, you know, there's two ways to get them. You can go straight at them. Mm Mm-hmm which can be really frustrating and painful because the direct route's not always the right route. Right, right, right. Um, And sometimes it's more like sailing where you have to go from point and then pivot, you know, tack and you have to deal with the wind and, you know, you have to harness in the right way and how you do that. So it sounds like you had a couple of those moments on your journey. (laughs) Now I'm curious, you know, a lot of this, what we're talking about, you know, we make it sound so easy, right? right. (laughs) Um, but in those moments, there's a lot that happens and how do you begin to wrap your head around in these moments to rationalize some of it, that it is normal. And how did you begin to build? Maybe the better question is how did you build your process? So that you had something to rely on and fall back on. Right. Um, well, I think part of my process definitely stemmed from not pursuing my process in my past, you know, knowing how I, it, it was very hard for me to get past the first pitfall or maybe the second pitfall. But having that experience and seeing myself, uh, you know, get freaked out about like how a challenge would come this time around, I try to be a little bit more playful Um with the approach, you know, mm-hmm. I try to take a little less, um, try to take myself a little less seriously and just allow my passion for telling this to overshadow anything that might come up and try to hold me back. And so how I developed it really was just looking at how it didn't work for me before and sort of combining with, you know, all the little theories that I've heard along the way from, you know, amazing people like yourself and like how to kind of put, you know, my best foot forward. Um, I combine the two. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important to really take that moment to pause. Oh, absolutely. And just acknowledge what's going on and how you begin to move through it. Because if you don't take that moment, you can get so swept up and wrapped up in it. Um, and become very reactive and at the effect of it. Well, also the other thing, too, to be, you know, even more honest, is like that accountability was so helpful. Like it was interesting because so many of the women on the project are very good friends. Right. Um, but in my eyes, like this this exercise of like, oh, I just want to tell a story, stemmed out into uh, like 70 other responsibilities that I didn't even imagine that 
would be a part of the project and being a leader for your friends so they do what you need them to do so that you can get your story out there. Very difficult. You can't just call them up at two o'clock in the morning saying I'm freaking out. You're absolutely right. And I guess the process becomes how do you build in accountability because accountability is so important. Right. It, it builds that support network for you, just like you have at work or you sort of have with your friends and to begin to sort of really begin to achieve your goals and what it is you're looking to accomplish. Do you feel that on your journey, you guys, you had an expectation when you started. What was your expectation? Oh, I thought it was just, I, I think my expectation was like, everyone's going to just go, they're going to do their goals. I'm not going to, it's not going to be a big deal. And I'm just going to check off every like three weeks that, oh, everyone's hit their milestones and then boom, I'll have this amazing story and it'll be great, which was. And that would be the story. And that would be the story, which. Which <laughs> it's funny how our mind can write a story about what's going to happen, whether it's in an anxious state or an excited state. And totally. yet it never happens that way, does it? No, not at all. And so we're so much better to let the story write itself. Right. And to just be sort of open in the process, as I'm hearing you say, and I love the word that you used, is to pivot. Oh, yeah. Totally. That when doubt comes up, it's to sort of reassess the situation pull into the bigger picture of what's really going on, connect with my goal, move into that opportunity state, and then create some options to to pivot. For sure. Find another way to get at what you want. Like there's a, you know, there's a million ways to. Right. And you cannot find sometimes the most creative options with logic alone. Those creative options come to you when you're least expecting it. And that's the subconscious mind. What we're going to talk about when we come back from break is to talk about some tools and some actions and some insight that Brianna and I both have sort of utilized in our journeys to, that can, you can hopefully begin to utilize in your life. And so when we come back, we'll begin to talk about those. And again, my name is Alexandra Ginelli, your host at The Mental Sherpa Show, here with Brianna Rodriguez, our wonderful digital storyteller. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit Thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. 
Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Metal Sherpa Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mental Short Breath Show. My name is Alexandra Janelli, your host here today with our special guest, Brianna Rodriguez, who's a digital storyteller. And if you're just joining us, you might be even wondering, what is a digital storyteller? And it's really this amazing collection of how you tell a story in so many different medias and yet with a message that really empowers people. And so, Brianna is really out there to help people begin to understand this one key emotion that comes up a lot in the process of achieving goals and moving through life, which is doubt. And what she began to learn is that doubt is really part of the process. Um, You can't get rid of it, even though her documentary is called Minus the Doubt. (laughs) And, you know, it's so funny that we all want to get rid of these emotions. I I don't want to feel it. Um, I just want to get rid of it altogether. And who doesn't? But what I'm hearing from us talking is that you've really begun to understand that doubt has an important message. Totally. And it has an important part in our lives if we embrace it in the proper way, which we talked about with Dr. Nadia Friedman in episode three. How do you begin to embrace these emotions? That if you can, you can begin to really live a more fulfilling life. And so tell me a bit about as you went through your journey of hiking up this mountain and you did have doubt and all the other emotions that come underneath it or on top of it, right? Like fears and anxieties. What were some of the key tools that as you look back, Uh, you really can begin to share with the audience um, that can help them? Well, um, being that the whole documentary was it was two twofold, you know, because I'm telling every capturing all these all of our stories. But essentially, it was my goal. My goal was to tell one story, and um, so as I was going through the process and filming everything and uh, chasing all the sponsorship and pulling the whole story together, accountability was one of the things that totally saved my life. And not only accountability to the group. But then, you know, in the process, I have accountability to anyone who sponsored me with crowdfunding, accountability to any of the relationships I made. It really, in retrospect, helped me to kind of get out of the dark moments. And it wasn't accountability to people who I just, they were far off and distant people. Like, they didn't matter. Like, you can always tell your mom and your grandma you're going to, you know, write your first children's book. But then, eh, if you don't really do it, they don't, they're, 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 they don't really care. But I got people's skin in the game. And that was like a really good motivation for me. So how would you define accountability? P- accountability is, you know, finding people who can 
actually help you towards your goals. Like you don't, that because that's the only, those are the only people who actually call that accountability up in you. Like you tell people who will care about it for you and you, they, you don't want to disappoint them. And in this particular case, they legit had seen in this game. Like, right. So it's someone to hold you to an expectation. Absolutely. Okay. And so that was one of the, that was a huge major factor for me. Um, also, this was like the one thing I can't stress enough, and you'll find it in all nine of our stories. We finally got comfortable with the process. Like, the pro- you know, chasing a goal is totally a process. And so, you know, that's immediately almost realizing once you get to the first two pit stops, you're like, oh, this isn't exactly what I thought it would be. Like, one of our participants, she was going to lose, like, 50 pounds. Like, that was her goal. And what it meant to her is somewhere along the lines of just really wanting to you know, have healthier, happier, like, lifestyle, because that's what she wants to do. Right. She totally forgot to take into account that she was traveling for two months straight. And so her idea of going paleo and doing this, like, T25 workout thing was actually really impractical. And okay. so not only did she, when you, but sometimes when you get to that part and you're, you know, your goal, you're all like, oh, I did it wrong. And there's where the judgments and doubt comes in. Like, I won't figure this out. It's, you know, it's right. like listening, being like, pivot, pivot, you know. right. Shift it. Shift it. Take the data in. I, I see it all the time where everyone's like, I failed and this happened and we blame ourselves and we become that block. Right. And it's really empowering to go, well, wait a minute. You know, I, I see it all the time with the clients when I'm working with them on working out. Uh, They're like, I never made it to the gym. I can't do it. And it's like, but where is all the rest of your energy going? Because if you're working eight o'clock till 10 at night and you're expecting to get up the next morning at six. Totally. You have you, you have to begin to shift energy other places, but it takes understanding what's going on. And you know that's what the pro- that's why when we understood that finally that this was a process, suddenly the pressure to get it perfect and right just kind of dropped from us. And so you can see, like, okay, I had this idea that I was going to work out and do this. Now I see with my schedule and the rest of my life and other things that are just as important to me that that's actually not going to work. Well, let me figure out something else that will work because I definitely, again, what the goal means to me, I want to be happy, healthy, and that's what I'm going to do. So So by process, what I'm hearing you say is that the process is how you're implementing something right? and being flexible and open to knowing that how you implement it and how it actually implements and functions is going to... It's open, having to be open to shifting and changing. Totally. Cause, and not being afraid and not labeling it as if, if you shift now, that's bad. If you shift now, you should have known that in the beginning. There was no way in the world when I had this simple thought of, oh, I want to share this story of self-doubt, that I would have hit every single one of the roadblocks that came for the right. next thing. You, you can't guess that. And, and that's fine. So it's being open to shifting and changing. Because I think in terms of a lot of self-help that's out there, everyone goes, well, here's what you're going to do when doubt comes up, right? It's just do A, B, and C. But right. that doesn't always work given the situation. So oh. it's how do you take A, B, and C and maybe be open to it shifting and changing how as you, you implement play it? with it a little more? Yeah. Like each one of the women, we've all kind of like worked out this list of, you know, things that kind of help us minus the doubt. And we all realize that some things apply to some of us that didn't apply to other ones. Right. Like deselect bad thoughts was like another thing that's part of the process where you're thinking like those, like the family illustration, like Absolutely. I can't, I don't want to, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to unclick that and then I'm going to 
click this happy thought of, I've got this. I can do this. Right. And Feed yourself the right thoughts totally. because our, our minds are fertile gardens. Right. Whatever right. we plant in there, it does grow. Right. And it's beginning to use the right language. Like, I can, I can't. Right. I will, I won't. It's right. very definitive and decisive verse, I'm going to try, which already sets up the preposition of probably not going to happen. Or, yeah, exactly. It's really indecisive. So it's feeding yourself very definitive things, which yeah. change the way you feel. Like when you change the way you think, you change the way you feel. Totally, totally. Yeah, and you know, so it's funny like saying that and that totally, we're, we're jiving on that, right? We're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. You get to the one girl, Anna going to see, she's like, yeah, that really wasn't, that really wasn't my problem. And so therefore there is no, you know, single-minded, six steps to minus self-doubt. You do have to be playful right. with it. You do have to give yourself the space. To- and everybody's in a different place in the process of learning about doubt. Totally. And that's okay. As you'd mentioned in, you know, segment number the, before this was, it's how do you practice with doubt? Exactly. And that's baby why said, steps so that you can begin to take on, you know, the bigger goals and right. the bigger doubts that come with those. So it's kind of like learning to crawl first, then mm-hmm. you walk, then you run. Right. And that's why I say it's a process. I mean, one of the girls came in wanting to launch a podcast, but she came in with all the years experience she's had as like a producer. And then so then, but when you bring that into a brand new scene, like you, it didn't translate. She had to do a lot more legwork than she would have done in like her other job. And, and so it's like kind of figuring that out. Like, yeah, you have to crawl all over again and that's okay. Like that's right. Just it's how. honor. It's okay to not know too. There's For such sure. an empowering statement. You know, so many clients go, they try to come up with an answer, even though sometimes just going, I don't know. Right can just be so empowering because we are intelligent and we can learn. Totally. And it's how do you begin to trust yourself? You're going to figure it out. You've gone through so many things before. Trust your life script. Trust your story. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's funny because like it, it all comes back. You know, you feel like you're an infant in this process, and that can be very frustrating, especially if you feel like you've gone so far in life and you shouldn't be an infant anymore. But it's that's not even real either. Like, that's just like this illustration in your mind. And suddenly all you have to do is like, just grab all the tools you need. And then all of a sudden you'll be in flow again. And all the experience you've had in the past, it usually just makes use of itself once again. And, you know, things just manifest. Right. You just do. And it's funny because, you know, I was talking with a client just the other day about this idea of time. And uh, if if you asked any scientist what time is, they really there's no definition. But truly, what time is is the distance between a cause and effect. So any time that you have a doubt, the actions that you take around it are what are important because it will have an effect somewhere down the line. That even doubt itself right. is going to cause some effect later on. That it could be actually quite good. Right. Um, it's doing something for you. So we've come up with a couple great tools. You know, it's acknowledging the process. You know, we spoke about before connecting with the passion and right. the goal and the bigger picture. Get out of the what's wrong. And um, what any other tools that sort of come up for you in, that had really helped you tackle doubt? I think by the time you allow yourself to get caught in those like s- sort of that list of being accountable and pivoting and, you know, stop judging yourself and finding the positive thoughts and connecting to what the goal really means to you. By the time we all had really gotten into that, the only thing left was just to do it. 
Yeah. You know, after that, you you just did it, and then by then you 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 know it's basically like your drive. It's like one of those like the way the cab drivers are really terrible, and then, like they get a little bit and they slam on the brakes, and they get a little farther, and they slam on the brakes. Yep. Like that's the process, but then. It, this sort of just builds this hustle muscle in you, and suddenly you're not afraid every time you have to go over a speed bump. You can just kind of like you just go. You just go. So, so I want to bring you back to the the title minus <laughs> the doubt, right? Right. Another Did, idea I thought in the beginning of like, oh, you just minus it before I even knew. So, what your what is your message? You know, just as we're wrapping up here about that title and about doubt minus the doubt I actually kind of love it even more now because it's the exact thing that we would all love to do and the truth is there's no such thing like doubt you can't remove doubt but that's good because it actually has a place in your life and no one says that and I'm glad if I don't get to say anything else out of this project I get to say that it, it's it's a part of the process. It's part of the family, okay? It's the loudmouth cousin that's always going to run its mouth, but you don't got to listen to it. You can say, thank you for being here today. Oh, look, I saved you some turkey. Go check it out. And right. Go off, go to your room, do your thing, and, and, and just take the information as information. It's not... It's a choice. Totally. What you do with it. Not and the end-all be-all. Right. What's real. Don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. Yeah. Understand what it's trying to do. Doubt, it sounds like you're really beginning to help people build a different relationship with doubt and their process and understanding their process of achieving things. And it it really does start with understanding that deep desire to make a difference for you or for someone else and to follow that. It's good to have a desire. It's good to have a passion. Right, right. And how you use that passion to fuel you to say... I'm willing to overcome anything and maybe even get a little angry about it, right? Totally. It's a higher energy because you're more likely to do something. For sure. So I, I'm i so glad that we got to have you on and to hear Yay. about your amazing, amazing documentary. Can you tell just, just quickly when it's coming out and how we can view it? It'll be on March 1st. It goes live on minusthedoubt.com. Okay. Um, so it has its own sort of place and space uh, next to the zenfully.com uh, you know, hub. So go check it out. And And all of this information will also be on the mental Sherpa.com under episode four. Again, this is, was, I'm here your host, Alexandra Janelli with our wonderful digital storyteller, Brianna Rodriguez. Thank you for having me. It has been such a pleasure. And join us next week as we begin to understand the idea of self-concept and how that gets formulated. Um, in our minds and through our life script and through our story that we've lived through. So have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Thank you again for tuning into Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli hopes you'll join her for another edition next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a nice week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 